Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5.30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Oh, we got a lot going on in the world today, including, by the way, a chance for Republicans to win the state legislature in New Jersey. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. There's um, this uh, manhunt is still going on up in uh, New Hampshire at this point, uh, the New Hampshire main area, uh, the suspect has been treated for mental health issues. The question, of course, is what was he on? What sort of drugs was he on? And were any of those drugs some of the more commonly prescribed psychiatric medications in the country? We'll find out about that. But he killed 18 people and injured 13 people, as you know. The governor of Maine had a press conference. Um, It's a terrible, terrible situation, obviously. A terrible situation. Um, Here's the governor of Maine, Governor James Mills, at this press briefing, cut one. I'm profoundly saddened to stand before you today to report that 18 people lost their lives and 13 people injured in last night's attacks. In memory of those we lost and in honor of those who were injured, President Biden and I have ordered all U.S. flags and state of Maine flags to be lowered to half staff immediately for the next five days. Maine State Police have issued a shelter-in-place order for Lewiston, Lisbon, and Bowdoin as the manhunt for that person of interest, Robert Card of Bowden, continues. Now, the family of this man had alerted police and military officials that he was experiencing an acute mental health episode before the massacre. Uh, he was a firearms instructor and longtime member of the Army Reserve. We began to hear voices that were saying horrible things about him a couple of months ago when he was fitted for high-powered hearing aids. He was picking up voices that he had never heard. He was, his mind was twisting them around. He was humiliated by the things that he thought were being said. Um, 
the, the question, of course, is, you know, what medications was this man on? And there, there are a lot of questions, but the manhunt is underway. It's a frantic manhunt, obviously, as you can imagine. The military unit, military commanders had sent him to receive psychiatric treatment this summer after they became concerned about threats he made to the base and his claims that he was hearing voices. He spent about two weeks undergoing inpatient psychiatric treatment and was released. See, this is why blaming it on, on guns, which, of course, you know, the, the rush to do that by the left is already underway. You know as well as I do, this is, this is a mental health issue. We all know this. And this guy had severe psychiatric issues. Obviously. And the question, of course, is how extensive were they? A Defense Department official said that Card's unit requested law enforcement be contacted in July after he became uh, began behaving erratically. And we'll get more details on that. But right now, the manhunt is still underway and it is a frantic manhunt. So keep um, the families in your prayers. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. But I'd like to go to Don in Franconia. He wanted to comment on Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House of Representatives. Hey, John, thanks for the call, buddy. How are you? My pleasure. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Uh, yes, Mike Johnson, I'm very happy about this. Uh, we finally have a Speaker. We have a Speaker I think that you and I and most Republicans can trust, and that's so important in today's environment i agree uh, i agree and also it just so happens that my mother's maiden name was johnson so i can say without any question that a johnson is why i'm here talking with you today no question about it i wouldn't be here without one uh <laughs> Th- well, thank anyway, you, thank you, Don. We that, 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 that's not why I called. We got, uh, By the way, you know who you know who would not be here without Fidel Castro's Johnson, <laughs> Justin Trudeau, not, the Prime Minister of Canada. That's not oh, the official yes, you, of the show. <laughs> Alleg- allegedly, Don. Alle- allegedly, allegedly. You, you're always referring to that, and I, it makes me laugh every time. And it's. <laughs> Well, hey, Don, anyway. don't you think, by the way, don't you think that um, we should check if he has a Johnson? Is, is my executive producer, Matt DeSantis, for drinking Coca-Cola in Italy? <laughs> I'm getting support on uh, on Twitter, by the way. People agree with hey, me. I got a Coke su- and pizza. I got to support him. Don, don't. I, please I, don't. Yes, thank you, Don. Don, don't do that, Don. Uh, Come on. Uh, the reason I say this is that I'm up in years, a lot more than anyone on the radio here. And uh, during my younger days... Uh, I drank so much Coca-Cola, and I mean, I drank seven or eight a day, and I loved Coca-Cola. And about 12 years ago, I was diagnosed with diabetes, and I don't think it's any, any, uh, I don't think it's any surprise that that happened to me. And you're hoping Matt DeSantis gets diabetes? Now I respect you again. No, I'm not. I respect that, Don. Good for you. I'm warning. I'm warning him. I'm sending him some good advice and a warning. Thank you, Don. Now, if you had just stuck to red wine and pizza, you would have been fine, Don. You know what I mean? Your heart would be good. You'd be fine. Uh, And that's pretty much what I now do. And thank you for that. And uh, another thing. I agree with you so much about Mr. Biden and his energy uh, way of looking at things. 
He has caused this country an immense problem. He has turned this country, like you alluded to, from a exporter of that uh, oil to an importer. And not only that, the countries that we get a lot of our oil from are our enemies. They put on the supply and demand. They raise the price. And they're using all that money against us. So how stupid can a man be? And Biden is as stupid as they come. Well said, my friend. Well said. Don, thanks, buddy. You have a great rest of the day. You likewise, Rich. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. 855-839-1210. Elon Musk, very smart guy, obviously, has repeatedly commented on the risk of World War III. He did a Twitter space on Monday with David Sachs and Vivek Ramaswamy. And uh, look, I think it's very obvious, and this is why I go back to why Congress needs to debate these issues why the Constitution requires Congress to debate war, why we don't just write war checks like we're, we're, you know, like we're doing an automatic payment on our uh, Xfinity bill. Cut number four. This, this weaponization of the dollar, we, we've, I think we've overplayed our hand in, in weapon, weaponizing the dollar with sanctions. Um, so there's, because you're now seeing a lot of countries um, de-dollar their, their transactions. Um, they're, because we've we've sort of forced it, and and this is this goes beyond even Russia, uh, China, and and Iran, because you know countries like say Brazil or, or or India still want to transact with Russia. They can't do it with dollars, so we force them to to de-dollarize their, their transactions, thus weakening the strength of the dollar in the, on the in, in the world. Um, so, like these these actions. Um, are strategically foolish, it seems to me. Um, but like I said, like we're just sort of stand back and say, what is the most important thing? The most important thing is avoiding World War III, because we may never recover from World War III. Um, and uh, and I think we're currently uh, have the risk of World War III is increasing rapidly. Um, and I think if, if if relations are renormalized with Russia, the probability of World War Three is dramatically lower. Using diplomacy whatsoever. I, I think we are sleepwalking our way into World War Three. Sleepwalking our way into World War Three, with with one foolish decision after another, uh, as you as you outlined, David. Um, and and really, people should be deeply self-reflective if they. If their predictions have not come true, they should consider whether perhaps their other predictions might not come true either. I mean, what is the track record here? It's not good. It's not good. No question about it. It's not good. And it's not good because we have to figure out what exactly the end game is with all of this. And this is something this administration uh, is still not doing. Let me switch gears for a moment to the, uh, to representative Jamal Bowman, who's now been charged for pulling a fire alarm. The video is out. Greg price tweeted out the video and I retweeted it. If you want to see it, but it, remember Bowman came out and, and had that ridiculous idea that it was an accident that he pulled the fire alarm. He, he was trying to find the door. It was, it was his BS excuse for that was, 
because he was trying to find the door and he was running late and he and he thought that that was the exit or some stupid the, the original statement said something like the effect of um, I want to personally clear up confusion surrounding the the events today as I was rushing to make a vote I came to a door that is usually open for votes that would not open I'm embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm mistakenly thinking it would open the door I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused but i want to be very clear this was not me in any way trying to delay any vote he goes on to say it was the exact opposite i was trying urgently to get to a vote which i ultimately did and joined my colleagues in a bipartisan effort to keep our government open i also met after the vote with the sergeant at arms and the capitol police at their request and explained what had happened my hope is that no one will make more of this i am working hard every day including today to do my job and do it and will deliver for my constituents well the video shows him removing this is the video that that's now come out the video shows him removing the warning signs and not even attempting to open the door. So he 100%, he, he walks over, removes the warning signs, takes him, takes him off the glass, walks over, pulls the fire alarm, and walks away from the door. So he absolutely was trying to interfere with congressional proceedings. Now, there are hundreds and hundreds of people, United States citizens, who have been charged with federal crimes related to the left's high holy day of January 6th, who are charged with interfering with congressional proceedings. Representative Jamal Bowman is charged with a misdemeanor in Washington, D.C. So unlike all the January 6th political prisoners who are facing federal time here, and have been denied legal counsel, and many of them have been put in solitary confinement. Jamal Bowman walks free. And even though the video clearly shows that this was deliberate, him pulling the fire alarm, deliberately trying to interfere and obstruct a congressional proceeding, he gets slapped with a misdemeanor on the risk, on the wrist, facing six months in D.C., and you know that nothing will happen to him because there are no consequences for Democrats, none whatsoever. None. Here's what he said uh, after the charge. Cut. Uh, cut eight. Can you just explain what that plea agreement is for our viewers? Well, the statement. The statement says it. I mean, pretty much, I have to pay a thousand dollar fine uh, in three months, as long as I stay out of trouble. Uh, the case will be dismissed. That's it. So well, the January 6th political prisoners who, are, who their lives have been forever altered, facing federal prison time, punitive fines. This guy, he had a little sign, a little plea agreement, pay, pay a little fine and promise to be, be good for a couple months. And then it all goes away. See the double standard? You see the double standard that exists in this country between Democrats and Republicans? It's outrageous. It's, it's truly outrageous. And this is why Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, needs to release every single second of the January 6th footage. Every single second. Every second of it. Not, not 99% of it, 100% of the January 6th footage needs to be released. As Speaker of the House now, he has the power to do that. Do it. Put it out there. Let everybody see. Because there are a whole lot of people, hundreds of them, who did nothing wrong that day. They were inside a public building that used to be called the People's House. And they used the bathroom. They walked through the hallways. They took selfies. They took pictures. They carried American flags. They chanted things. And they are political prisoners. They, did, they, didn't, they didn't break any glass. They didn't, they didn't hurt anybody. 
They didn't cause even a scintilla of violence. And they are political prisoners facing federal jail time. Many of them have already been sentenced to federal jail time. And like I told you yesterday about that InfoWars host who is now in federal prison for 60 days for simply being out there and chanting 1776. 1776. Just for chanting that, he's in federal prison for 60 days. Jamal Bowman pulls a fire alarm to disrupt congressional proceedings, and all you got to do is sign a little thing promising to be good. Pay a little fine and be good, and then it all goes away, and nobody asks. Nobody asks any questions. Nobody asks the double standard here. Nobody brings up the double standard in any of this. It's like it's like Hakeem Jeffries. I mean, Hakeem Jeffries is the single biggest election denier in Congress. He's the Democrat majority leader, and uh, he minority leader, and he is walking free today. He has complete over the years said Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. Russia elected him. He's Russia's puppet. Call the election illegitimate. I'll go through all the details with you, but that guy walks free, as does Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, who to this day says the Russians stole the election from her. She walks free. Donald Trump is not allowed to even talk about the election being stolen because now it's a federal offense to just talk about it. See what's happening in this country? You see what's, what's going on here? Here's Senator Ron Johnson about the FBI's program, the scheme that they used regarding the Biden crime family and how they wanted to twist it into Russia. Now, I've been telling you since since uh, well, not since, but I've been telling you for a long time, ever since Donald Trump walked down the escalator in Trump Tower in 2015, they wanted to stop the guy. They wanted to stop him because he didn't want to go to World War Three. I'll tell you a story. I've told this story before, so forgive me if I've told you the story. So we were up there on the 26th floor of Trump Tower, and it was me, Jared Kushner, Corey Lewandowski, and Hope Hicks, and Donald Trump. And we're in his office, and speaking of Cokes, Diet Cokes, by the way, he drinks a lot of Diet Cokes. <laughs> Not with pizza, although he does eat pizza with a knife and a fork, and I've told him that is wrong, and I've, I've made that point to him several times. You know, people say, don't tweet. I say, put, like, can you get him to put down his Twitter account? I say, can I get him to put down the fork and knife when he eats pizza? That's my, that's my priority, you know what I mean? So we're sitting there one day, and, and you know, Corey comes in the room. And he says, uh, Rand Paul's going to drop out of the race. So Trump is going to write this tweet. Rand Paul, I beat him, you know, blah, 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 going after Rand Paul. It's not relevant what he was going to say. And I piped up, and I said, can I make a suggestion here? I said, you two are the only two Republicans on that stage who do not want to bring America to World War III. You're the only two that want to end the war on terror. Why not? say nice things about the guy and win over his supporters because his supporters will support you because you don't want to bring us to world war three. You're not, you're, you are not Mr. Trump going to be a puppet for the military industrial complex. And he said, good idea. So he tweeted out something very positive about Rand Paul and invited his supporters to join him. New York times ran a story the next day, wondering if this was a new strategy by Trump. And you know, the next day we all laughed about it because it was obviously not a, real strategy it was much of more of a just an understanding that hey look you two have a lot in common since then they become very close friends they golf together all the time trump and Rand paul and Rand paul is one of the few guys out there who is still speaking out about the fact that we we can't go to world war three just by like snapping our fingers here no matter what's going on in the world we have to deal with it there's a process but I told you they, were, they wanted to stop Trump the minute he walked down that escalator for the very reason that he did not want to bring us to World War III. And they'll do whatever they could. So then the, this dossier comes along, this 
phony Russian P dossier <coughs> originally started by John McCain's people, I guess, or, or Jeb Bush's people, whatever. Some one of those conservative, I'm not conservative, fake uh, rhino, uh, fake conservatives did. And then the Hillary Clinton campaign gets a hold of it. The CIA finds out about it. They brief the White House. They brief the FBI. They all know it's a fugazi, but they ran with it anyway as an attempt to stop Trump. It's like Peter Strozak and his lover Lisa Page trying to stop Trump using the power of the FBI. The, the whole national security state, the police state, and I've been calling America a police state long before Dinesh D'Souza has, just for the record. The whole police state kicked into high gear to stop him using Russia as the pretext. Well, then they tried to undermine his presidency using Russia as the pretext, and we spent, what, $100 million on this phony Russia collusion nonsense, bringing, trying to bring down his presidency, hoping that the Republicans would flip on him and say that he was a Russian proxy and get him out because Russia's our, 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 our big evil enemy. You know, from the Cold War, that we that would be enough to have these Republicans throw him out. And you know what? Maybe the Republicans would have actually, they had it not been for the amazing grassroots support that Trump had. Maybe they would have went along with it. But that's what they tried to do. And then in 2020, they did it again. This time with the Hunter Biden laptop, where the FBI colluded with big tech and the corporate media, the unholy triad, to tell everybody it was Russian disinformation, so that the Hunter Biden laptop story would would go away. And again, it was not because Hunter Biden's naked pictures. As disgusting as they are, that's not why they all did that. The CIA, the FBI, the NSA, big tech, corporate media did not do that because they were worried about seeing Hunter Biden doing cocaine off a stripper's ass. It was not the reason. Sorry, yes, just said earmuffs behind. It was not the reason why they did that. They did it because the laptop is the proof of Joe Biden's corruption. That's why they did it. They were covering up for that. Not because his son was sitting there in bed smoking crack naked and having orgies and everything. That's not why they, they, they wanted the Russian, the, the Hunter Biden laptop to be called Russian disinformation. You know that and I know that. That was about stopping Trump. Because had, had it come out in 2020, in October, that Joe Biden was corrupt and corrupted by foreign governments that he would have to be dealing with as president, Ukraine, Russia, China, he would have lost the election. I mean, he did lose the election, but you know what I mean. You get my point. Anyway, uh, here's Senator Ron Johnson, cut number two. Well, you know, unfortunately, the, we can't trust uh, top officials in the FBI anymore. Uh, the, their credibility is shattered. Uh, you take a look at how they uh, you know, tormented President Trump when they knew that, uh, for example, the Steele dossier was sourced by somebody they were investigating as a Russian spy, and then they have 40 human sources saying that there's potential criminal activity within the Biden crime family. Senator Grass and I, of course, laid out the millions of dollars that flowed into the, the labyrinth of companies designed for money laundering uh, in our report. And the FBI had a program, a scheme to turn all that derogatory information and say that was Russian disinformation. So this is corruption at the highest levels. There are way too many people involved in the FBI in this thing. Uh, this needs to be fully investigated, and the people that uh, Senator Grassley pointed out in his letter that need to be interviewed, they need to be interviewed, and they need to come clean. We, we, we need to clean house in the FBI. I, I mean, I called it obnoxious. It's also ego. I mean, they, they honestly think that they don't have to say anything about 40, 40 pieces of information about one family. If it were you or I, our reputations, our, our freedom would be taken away. Uh, but no, listen, it's the president know, of the United States, and that's a greater reason for us to know what was going on at the FBI but, with all those pieces of information. But remember that the investigation of Trump was all about if, if this was true, how that would compromise an American president. Well, 
They knew it was true about Vice President Biden running for president, and yet they covered it all up. So, no, this is corruption in federal law enforcement. Mm -hmm. But again, federal law enforcement is the law, so they carry themselves like they are above the law. They are not. That's Congress's role to investigate this. But we need the information. We need more whistleblowers. And in the Senate here, we need subpoena power. Right now, we need Democrats who are willing to investigate this as well. So right now, the subpoenas are going to fly from the House. Pardon? Are there any Democrats who are willing to step aside? I mean, step with you and lockstep and investigate? No, they impeded our investigation in Hunter Biden as well. They, they, they claimed that we were uh, soliciting and disseminating Russian disinformation. They were, on, they were on board. This had to be a coordinated effort to sabotage our investigation and their own investigation from Democrats in the Senate as well as from the FBI. Okay. <clears throat> Just to prove the point to you about how the goal here was to use Russia as the pretext to stop Trump, thinking that it would harken back to the Cold War and the Republicans who obviously, you know, did the Reagan years when we were actually dealing with an, an actual enemy, the Soviet Union. We were battling communism. We did, we did not do it in a hot war, thank God. It was a Cold War. We're all familiar with that, and we won. And Reagan's strategy was to outspend them and drive them into bankruptcy, and it worked. But hearkening up Russia, whether it's in movies, TV shows, whatever it is, like The Americans, for example. If you've never seen the show The Americans, great show. Highly recommend it. Wonderful show. Excellent show. A lot of people say, like, I look like that actor, by the way, the main actor in that show. Very handsome man. Just say, many people have said. Many, many people. Anyway, uh, just to prove to you my point on this, Mitch McConnell is exactly the target audience for that. The guys like McConnell who would try to take Trump out as president because of Russia. And Trump did not want Russia to be a rival. He wanted Russia to be a friend so that we would not have war. And you notice Russia never invaded Ukraine. But he was very quick to lecture Angela Merkel and say, why are you empowering Vladimir Putin with natural gas? Why are you making all your idiotic energy policies for Germany? All you're doing is empowering Putin. You remember that. And they all laughed at him. They all laughed at him, mocked him. But here's Mitch McConnell. Uh, taking a break from just staring into space to speak for a few seconds. Cut 16. And you've said that you believe there is enough oversight of aid to Ukraine. Why hasn't that persuaded some members of the of the Republican caucus? If you look at the Ukraine assistance, let's let's talk about where the money is really going. A significant portion of it's being spent in the United States and 38 different states. Replacing the weapons that we sent to Ukraine with more modern weapons so we're rebuilding our industrial base that's what president biden's seeking to do it's it's correct no americans are getting killed in ukraine we're re- rebuilding our industrial base uh the ukrainians are destroying the army of one of our biggest rivals i have a hard time finding anything wrong with that mm-hmm. i think it's wonderful that they're defending themselves and also the notion that the europeans are not doing enough all right, that's enough. They see, destroying one of our biggest rivals. You see, see what I mean? That's ex- exactly the point that I'm making. Now, here's Senator Ron Johnson was asked a question about Ukraine funding and Israel aid. And this is what he said regarding the matter. Cut 14. Expeditiously, the money needs to get to to Israel. But you know how you get what you want if you're the president? You roll it in with another project. Well, first of all, in the case of support for Israel, Israel, that's not true. If they roll that into other into a spending package where there are more controversial items, it's going to delay the support for Israel. So that's why conservatives have been calling, Republicans have been calling to separate those things out. 
I hope the, pa the House now that's back in business, we talked to House conservatives last night, they'll pass a Israel-only funding package, hopefully pay for it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we suggested to pay for it with some of the green energy boondoggle spending. Uh, but get that over to the Senate, mm -hmm. and let's get that passed. Uh, is Israel needs the support. Uh, let's not uh, bog it down with the more controversial spending items. Notice that we also figured out a way that they could possibly uh, pay for it, which is amazing as well. Just to show you how close Mitch McConnell sounds to Chuck Schumer on the issue, here's Chuck Schumer on the issue. Cut 15. Democrats and Republicans alike know that if Putin, Hamas, or other adversaries succeed, it would endanger Americans around the world. Now that Congress has received the president's request, I will make it a top priority for the Senate to act quickly, decisively, and most importantly, with strong bipartisan conviction. Bipartisanship must lead the way as we take up the president's supplemental request. To my Republican colleagues, let's work together to ensure that this process remains bipartisan, because only things that win support from both sides will make it to the president's desk. Democrats and Republicans agree we must stand with Israel. So let's pass this supplemental with humanitarian aid to help civilians in Gaza and elsewhere as soon as we can. Democrats and Republicans also agree we must stand with Ukraine. After all, over 70 members voted for Ukraine funding last month in our CR. So let's pass this supplemental as soon as we can. See? See what I mean? That's the Uniparty. It's the Uniparty is what it is. That's the Uniparty. And... What you, what you also have to do is pass all this because that's the best way to deal with the threat of Hamas and Hezbollah terrorists crossing the wide open southern border. The best way to deal with that, according to Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, is to pass this, this massive spending bill. Cut 17. What about people crossing the border? Dangerous people. There was this memo out that your colleague Senator Baines showed from... Border Patrol, San Diego, that, that Hezbollah, Hamas, you're talking a lot about Look, fentanyl, which is a problem. What about the the best thing to do is pass the Biden proposal on the border. It will do more to stop the problems of fentanyl and other issues than any other. How? How does it stop? What? what, how, what uh, you know what? He's, he's as full of crap as Jamal Bowman is. What did you text me, Matt DeSantis, about what Jamal Bowman his lie that he was uh, just trying to get oh, to a yeah. vote. So even the New York Times uh, reported uh, that when he pulled the fire, fire alarm, Democrats in the House were trying to figure out a way to delay a vote on that stopgap spending measure because they hadn't been allotted very much time um, to, to, to read. I think it was something like 90 pages or something. Uh uh, there was maybe 30 minutes between when they got their hands on the, the bill and when they were forced to vote on it. So it seems mighty coincidental to me. Yeah, I, I think mighty, mighty coincidental seems exactly right. Or another way of, of putting it is he's completely full of crap. <laughs> he's definitely lying. Completely full of crap. All right. 855-839-1210. Uh, I got a lot. I got a lot. There's a lot to do. We got a lot to get to. We're, we're just, we, we, well, thank God we have, we have 90 minutes left to get to it. I got to get to Rand Paul. Steve Denistrian is going to join me at six o'clock tonight. He's running for the state Senate in New Jersey. This is a big, big, this Republican, if we can flip this, this, this district and, and a couple others, Republicans can take control of the majority in New Jersey. This is a big deal and stop King Philip the unaccountable in his tracks. But before I do that, I just want to play a quick clip for you from Alan Dershowitz, the Dersh. He was on Newsmax last night. 
He had a very good point about the gay and trans students who are out there on college campuses, gay and trans students for uh, Palestine. Cut six. I want to see the name of every single student who participated in any signing of any statement blaming the horrible assaults on Israel. I want to see their names published. I want to make sure everybody in the world knows who they are so that they can decide whether these people deserve to be hired for jobs. That's not doxing. That's not McCarthyism. That's transparency. That's the essence of the First Amendment. I will personally participate in the naming and publicizing the names of these students. Let them come after me at Harvard. Let them show some sympathy for the people who were murdered and raped and robbed. And let these students who signed this demonstration, blaming it all on Israel, let them go and volunteer. Gay students for Palestine in Gaza, transgender students for Palestine in Gaza. You know how long they would last? One day they'd be hanged from the rafters. The best proof that this is all anti-Semitism, as Jonathan Greenblatt said, the best proof is that these groups that they support hate gays, they hang them, hate transgender people, hate women, treat them as third-class citizens, and yet these protesters are willing to give them a pass on these core issues as long as they also hate Jews and the nation's state of the Jewish people. This is Nazism 2013. They should go volunteer. LGBTQ plus plus IA, every letter of the alphabet for Hamas. See how it works out for you. Uh, it would be the bomb. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Listen, my buddy Dr. Mike Venaria is a great guy, great friend of the show, and the master of dental implants. He really is. Dental implants are complicated stuff. You want to go to the best dentist, please don't just go to the closest dentist. And don't go to these chain dental offices. You want to go to Dr. Mike. He has been serving our area for decades, and he has been providing exceptional dental care. That is why for 10 consecutive years, he's been named top dentist in South Jersey. And with two offices to serve you right over the bridge in Cinnaminson and Woodbury, no matter where you're coming from, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, like Mama Zioli, you will have exceptional dental care. It's your smile. Your smile says so much of the world. It says so much about you. So make sure you go to the best dentist out there. That's Dr. Mike Venaria, venariadental.com. And every year he does this, he stands with our veterans and salutes them on Veterans Day. This year, no exception. Saturday, November the 11th, Veterans Day, at Dr. Mike's office in Cinnamonson, New Jersey, they will have a free veterans breakfast. Every veteran is invited, and he would love to see you there. It's also a free community shredding event. It's open to the public. You can come and you can salute our veterans. There'll be breakfast and breakfast pizzas, and uh, it'll be a fantastic day. So mark your calendar for that for Saturday, November the 11th. And when it comes time for your smile, your beautiful smile, there's no one better than Dr. Mike. His staff is wonderful. The music they play in the office is great. The office is beautiful, and they take great care of you. Just go to VenariaDental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. My buddy, my friend, the master of dental implants, VenariaDental.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. By the way, shout out to the... uh Penridge School District. The Penridge School District has adopted a policy specifying that sports teams are divided by sex, barring transgender students from participating on teams aligned with their gender identities. Of course, I'm reading this from the Philadelphia Inquirer, so it's their, you know, lefty phrasing. Uh, In other words, it, it doesn't bar people from participating on teams aligned with their gender identities. It requires people to be on the team that matches their actual biological scientific identity not the gender identity of their choosing but the one that science actually you know can prove because you have either a penis or a vagina sorry is it earmuffs sorry about that the policy passed unanimously by the school board tuesday follows a move by the district earlier this year requiring students use group bathrooms based on sex rather than gender identity gender identity is one of those new catchphrases the left uses gender identity to argue that this is a thing you know this is a thing like how do you identify and that it's it's completely normal to have a gender identity that's different from your biological sex the district defines sex as the biological sex classification based upon chromosomal structure and anatomy at birth that sounds to me like science isn't this the people that have this loan signs that say we believe in science wouldn't you applaud this shouldn't you applaud this you know those people you've seen the signs no humans illegal We believe in science. Hate has no home here. Okay, well, this policy sounds very much like it's science. The district defines sex as, quote, the biological sex classification based upon chromosomal structure and anatomy at birth, not the gender assignment committee's wrong conclusion in the womb or whatever the hell the left says today. Tonight, we become the first school district in all of Pennsylvania to protect both girls' spaces and girls' sports said Josh Hogan, a Republican running for school board. That's a powerful thing. The vote is the most recent by a Philadelphia area school district that limits transgender students back as opposed, see this is the Philadelphia Inquirer, as opposed to phrasing it as the the vote is the most recent by a Philadelphia area school district to protect women, to protect women's sports, to ensure that women have safe spaces. The Inquirer writes it through the typical lefty lens of saying, The vote is the most recent by a Philadelphia area school district that limits transgender students backed by proponents as necessary to protect girls, but criticized as discriminatory toward LGBTQ youth. See, in the way the phrasing there, backed by proponents as necessary to protect girls, what the Philadelphia Inquirer is really saying there is, that's a lie. They don't really care about protecting girls. They just want to be mean and discriminate against transgender kids. 
Earlier this month, the Perky Omen Valley School Board voted to prohibit transgender students from using bathrooms aligned with their gender identity. The, the, the way the left writes stuff, the way the left writes stuff is amazing to me, isn't it? The, the writing that they do. Think of the phrasing of this. This is Maddie Hanna at the Philadelphia Inquirer. The Perky Omen Valley School Board voted to prohibit transgender students from using bathrooms aligned with their gender identity. <laughs> Not that the Perkyoman Valley School Board voted to protect women and said that students have to use the bathroom based on their biological sex. No, no, no. It's barred them uh, based on their uh, gender identity. A move that was followed, followed uproar around a father's assertion that his high school daughter was distressed by the possible presence of a boy in a girl's bathroom. Remember, the father's assertion also what the inquirer's little tongue-in-cheek thing is, is he's probably lying. Also earlier this month, the Central Bucks School District voted to advance an athletics policy similar to Penridge's, approving it on a first read. Good. Excellent. Good for them. And there's similar issues going on in New Jersey. And at this point, very, very clear. And we'll talk to Steve Denistrian about this. He's running for, for uh, state senate in New Jersey at 6 o'clock. The lie that school districts have to adopt this policy by King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness, that you cannot tell parents that their child gets to school and uses a different gender identity than you know about. That is not a mandate. You will not lose state funding over it. It's a lie. And and, and school boards in New Jersey need to adopt policies against it, reject it, overturn it. Nope. It's not a mandate. It's guidance. We'll talk about that as well. Advocates for LGBTQ plus plus IA every letter of the alphabet students say the policies threaten to marginalize already vulnerable children, preventing transgender students from having the same access to facilities and sports as their peers. A federal appeals court in 2018 upheld the Boyertown Area School District's policy allowing transgender students to use restrooms and locker rooms corresponding to their gender identity, rejecting the appeal of six students opposed to the policy. In Penridge, you've created enough non-places for them that a trans or non-binary kid can't get through the school day without spending some part of it in a weird limbo state of being belonging literally nowhere, said a parent at the school board Tuesday. Anyway, uh, bravo to the school uh, to the school boards that are standing up to this nonsense. It's it's, it's BS, is what it is. It's it, and and the, the attempts by the left to normalize this, you know, that they are they are prohibiting students from using facilities that correspond to their gender identity, as if gender identity is 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 a scientific issue. It's or is as scientific as you know you're born with a either junk or you know. But they got it right in their phrasing, and they nailed it. They used science. And good, use science against the left. Use science against the left. They're the ones who are always screaming about science, right? Remember during COVID all the times that we believe in science, they'd lecture you about masks and, you know, COVID jabs and everything else. You know that uh, less than, I think it's 3% of the population has gotten the new COVID booster? Good. Senator Rand Paul, I'm going to talk a little bit about him in the next hour. He was on with... um, uh, John Stossel, one of my favorite guys over at Reason.com, about the COVID lab leak and the cover-up and Fauci, Asanto Fauci, Anthony Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor. You always have to say that by law, you understand. Uh, how he paid for it, paid for gain-of-function research, and then lied about it, of course. 
But this district and this and, and, and again, bravo to Penridge for defining it this way. They define sex as the biological sex classification based upon chromosomal structure and anatomy at birth. In other words, science. Gender identity is not science. It's like me saying superhero identity. I identify as Captain America. Well, that's great. I identify as Superman. Well, that's fantastic. But do you were you born on Krypton? Does the yellow sun give you your give your molecules special powers? Does it does it does it nourish your cells with radiation and give you the ability to fly? No. No? So you're not really a Kryptonian, are you? You're not really a Kryptonian. What do you think? I was not going to do a superhero analogy. It's 550. You're not really a Kryptonian. You can identify as one, but you're not. See, we would identify we would say Superman to be Superman. You would have to have the 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 the, the biological classification based upon Kryptonian structure at birth, which then would give you the power that our yellow sun, which is Stronger than Krypton's, nourishing the cells in radiation and giving you these powers, you understand. Identifying as a Kryptonian does not give you the ability to fly, nor can you uh, stop a speeding locomotive or uh, anything else. For the record. For the record. Identifying as Batman doesn't help either. Trust me, and I can tell you this too. The definition of Batman is you need lots and lots of money and you can't be named Ben Affleck. Okay, that's really the standard. So the classification for that would be you, you, you are a, a super rich guy who can kick ass and take names and get vengeance for your parents' death and not also you're not Ben Affleck. Okay, that's I think the definition, the legal scientific definition for Batman going forward. Uh, 855-839-1210 is the number if you want to weigh in. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. had somebody break into his house. Again. Matt DeSantis, what happened? You sent me a note about that. What uh, what occurred there? Uh, so this is now the third time, I believe, someone has either trespassed uh, in his home or at an event um, with the intention of presumably harming him and they've officially requested uh, secret service detail to follow him around for the third time mayorkas has rejected it every time thus far so they had they had a, uh, somebody tried to shoot him right at an event that was at an a- event yeah someone showed up with uh with a rifle i believe and claimed to be kennedy's security detail which was obviously not not correct well, given the fact that they gave Senator Barack Obama security, Secret Service protection before he was the Democrat nominee, why can't they do it for Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? It doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I mean, the Biden administration wastes money everywhere. They're going to draw the line here on uh, Robert <laughs> Kennedy Jr.'s safety. That's so stupid and petty. It's a good point. It's a good. It's a very good point. It's an excellent point. You make some good points there, and then you make stupid ones like uh, drinking Coke in Italy and eating Papa John's pizza. I, I got to tell you, there seems to be a lot of support for the Coke uh, pizza pairing. You know, to Sancta Traitorous, not in <laughs> Italy. That's the difference. You have misled the Zioli army on Twitter into believing that I think it's wrong to have a Coke with a pizza in, 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 in the United States. I'm not saying that. I'm saying in Italy it's a problem. You don't do it in Italy. You're not being clear on Twitter about this. You are misleading people in your dissent traitorous way. I don't think it matters where you are. A pizza and a Coca-Cola are always a delicious combination. You know what? Is this? Are you trying to get a spot? Like, is this a sales thing you're doing right now? I, you know, Coca Cola is pretty woke, so I don't think they're going to be, you know, <laughs> sponsoring any content on this show. But if they want to, uh, Coca Cola, I'm listening. Give me a call. <laughs> Coca Cola is pretty woke. <laughs> That's a good point. And Pepsi, if you want to get on this too, I have no loyalty, so I'll happily switch sides. See that? And I know he has no loyalty. That's why he's the sanctuary traitorous. 
I have I have experienced that myself. When he was so quick to just run to the morning show to be part of Kale and Company. I prefer Coca-Cola, but I can be bought. So Pepsi, if you're listening, I'm all ears. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't even know who you are anymore. You know that? <laughs> I don't even know who you are anymore. Uh, all right, listen, we got a big 6 o'clock hour coming up. My buddy Steve Denistrian is going to join me. He's running for state senate in New Jersey. Uh, no matter where you live, you want to hear this interview because this could be a big flip for Republicans. But first, I, I popped into Cherry Hill Volvo today. Had to get my new license plates for my XC40. Said hello to Judith. Judith, said hello to Yosef. I love the XC40. It's such a great car. I, I absolutely love driving it. And Judith asked me, she said, how you like in the car? I said, Judith, I love it. It's a great SUV, a ton of cargo space, and it's beautiful and stylish, and it's super safe. And whether you want the XC40, the XC60, the XC90, which is the third row family car that Bridget drives, she loves it, or you want the S-Class made right in America in South Carolina, in South Carolina. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill is where you go. They stand with us. And the incentives they're offering right now, they start at $5,000 and go all the way up to $11,000. It's an, uh, never been. There's never been a better time to get to Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill and see my great friends over there and drive off with a beautiful Volvo. Whether it's a brand new Volvo, a certified pre-owned Volvo, or it's the lease, the care by Volvo lease at Cherry Hill Volvo, you'll be in great hands. It'll take great care of you. You'll love driving it. You'll love the experience you get, the luxury experience you deserve. Because at Cherry Hill Volvo, relationships matter. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 